questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Good evening and Merry Christmas to those of you of the Christian faith. This interview is airing on Christmas Eve, so many of you will listen later while you celebrate with family and friends. And I know many of you are not able to do so because of all the circumstances surrounding 2020. And if you are spending it without company, you are never alone. Not when the night is darkest, the wind coldest, the world seemingly most indifferent. And that, of course, is the message of Christmas. We are never alone. Just know I'm thinking of you. So get comfortable and enjoy tonight's episode. Can a Christian be possessed? Do God's angels and Satan's demons dwell unseen among us, engaged in spiritual warfare? Are ghosts and spirit manifestations real? How about aliens and UFOs? If you believe in the Bible, you already have faith in the unseen. Unusual experiences are a testimony of sacred scripture and the gateway to understanding the power of God in your life. Just like in biblical times, mysterious forces are still at work today. The paranormal world is a merely scary hunting and occult legends. Tonight's special guest will discuss his own true spiritual journey and real stories of others to correlate supernatural phenomena and the biblical worldview without compromising either. It's time to bring paranormal back into the light where it belongs. So stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Richard D. Lewis is an author, journalist, and veteran of the U.S. Air Force. A graduate of the Defense Information School's writing, broadcast, and public affairs programs, Richard joined the Air Force in 1987 and spent 10 years as a broadcast journalist stationed in Turkey, Utah, and Colorado. After his time serving in the Air Force, Richard worked in TV production in Salt Lake City, Utah, and Los Angeles, California. Creator of the award-winning Pentagon Channel, TV news magazine, Air Force Space Today, he has won multiple telly and Thomas Jefferson Awards. Richard has been featured in many publications and has a new book titled The Paranormal Christian, Bridging the Gap Between Unusual Experiences and the Biblical Worldview. His website is Zoran, Z-O-R-A-N, ZoranPress.com. Richard Lewis joins us from Gardena, California. Hello, Richard. Thank you for your service to our country. Merry Christmas and welcome to Veritas. How are you? 
Hey, Mel, doing great. Merry Christmas to you and all the listeners out there. Thank you. Well, Richard, you have a very interesting story. But before you share your story with us, I just want to make a comment and and ask you a question. Many of our religious listeners, when they, they hear the word paranormal, which in my opinion is the same as supernatural, or when we discuss UFOs, aliens, etc., many of them always say it's demons, it's the devil. Do you agree with them, or are you approaching the topic from a different perspective? Oh, yes. Um, I definitely am approaching it from the, the different perspective. Uh, but the thing is, is there's a lot more, it's, it's a lot more nuanced than a lot of uh, believers understand, and a lot of the more you know, traditional paranormal enthusiasts understand. Um, so first of all, as you said, the word paranormal, uh, I know that's a trigger word for many people of the faith, but it's really, it really shouldn't be because paranormal simply means supernatural. And to be a Christian is to believe in the supernatural. Um, our Bible, the testimony of sacred scripture, it is a paranormal book from cover to cover. And uh, so to be a Christian and the other thing, too, is the thing I'm wondering about is why should we let the forces of darkness co-opt this word? I mean, it's, it, is, um, it is what we are if you believe the Bible. Okay, fair enough, and I'm glad you said that because believing is trusting the unseen, trusting the unprovable, telling science that if you cannot prove it, then we have to leave it on the spiritual side. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree with that. Now, I do think that... Uh, Science definitely informs our understanding. Uh, if, if you read my book, The Paranormal Christian, uh, I, there's definitely a lot of science in there. Uh, in fact, I have um, nearly 700 references, so it's, it's very well researched. But I think these things all can be viewed through the lens of understanding that there is a creator, and we have a divine revelation in the in the canon of scriptures, but uh, God is bigger than, than the Bible. He's bigger than, and than all of us. Um, God is an extraterrestrial for the those who, uh, who enjoy the ancient aliens theory, but but extraterrestrial in that he created the earth, so he's not of the earth. Neither are his are his uh, created beings, the angels, uh, and so forth. The created, um, um, but at, at some point you have to turn to faith. Um, I have had this experience of knowing God. Uh, I didn't have to go to church to learn about God. I've always had this this presence, this voice speaking to me. And um, over over time, I, I I explored. I've always been a seeker, and I want to find out the, you know, what is that voice that's talking to me? And then beyond that, you know, through through experience with the church and various uh, congregations, denominations, getting to know what the sacred scriptures reveal, but also being a seeker and being interested in these other uh, thoughts and philosophies. And and I welcome all diverse opinions on on these matters. But really, the over time, what I've discovered is the the Bible. I don't think co- contradicts. Uh, the things that we're observing in in archaeology, in science, and in uh, those of us uh, exploring the paranormal, I believe it all fits together, and I'm trying to correlate those worlds and uh, bring it all together for everyone. Well, let's begin with your story, because you have a very paranormal or supernatural story, uh, you yourself, correct? Oh, yes. Well, um, I mean, my life was saved by the paranormal. So I was abducted as a, as a young child. Um, you know, back in those days— yeah, we wouldn't do this at all today, but back then, you know, being a latchkey kid, being a Gen Xer, you know, we used to go everywhere, walk uh, for miles and miles, and we didn't think anything of it. You know, we used to go trick-or-treating on Halloween. We would disappear and be gone for hours and come back with pillowcases full of pounds of <laughs> yes. candy. And so it was no big deal back then. But 
So I used to have to, I had to walk uh, over two miles um, when I got off the school bus uh, in, in first grade and um, to get to my grandma's house. And uh, so I was on one of these walks. I had done it many times. Uh, it was very routine. And I was abducted. Um, I was abducted by a, 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 a teenage uh, man, a young man. And uh, he took me to a, to a shack where he had a, a, a partner. And um, they proceeded to... Um, you know, they were, uh, they were about to tie me up and, and, and who knows, God knows what, what would have happened. And, um, you know, the two of these men were, you know, they overpowered me. I was only like, I say, I was, uh, I was just a, just a little six year old boy. So, um, and you know, that's, a, that's a very small child. And I really didn't understand what was going on to be honest, but I knew it was something bad. I knew it wasn't good. And, um, there was uh, definitely some some uh, some trepidation there. That, you know, I mean, I knew I was un- it was unsettling, and uh, so these these men questioned me and they asked me some questions. They they um, you know asked embarrassing questions. Um, it was very very strange for a child to deal with. But uh, then finally uh, they decided to tie me up. So the older man um, asked, um, you know, they had the had the had the teenager sit me down in the chair. And as the two of them were about to bind me with with a piece of rope, there was a there was a, a, like a split second where um, their hands were trying to exchange the rope, where I was not being held, and I heard a voice as loud and clear as your voice right now speaking, and it said, "Run now!" And I didn't question it; I just instinctually jumped up, and and it was a split second, but it was all the time that I needed, and. I ran to the to the door of the shack. It was it was uh, deadbolted. I I undid the deadbolt. The the originally was right uh, right behind me. I mean, I could basically feel his breath on on the hairs of my neck. And I ran out of the shack, and the sunlight exploded like a supernova as I as I escaped. And this kid gave chase, and I'm and I don't know how I did it, other than it was just was a plain miracle. But it was like I was flying, Mel. It was like my legs turn into a blur and I've never ran this fast before in my life. Now I, you know, um, I was a pretty good runner in high school and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I wasn't bad, but this was the fastest I've ever experienced my body moving. And the kid was chasing me and he was, like I say, a, 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 a healthy teenage boy, uh, at least healthy physically, probably not healthy mentally, obviously, but he tired. And I remember looking over my shoulder and he doubled over and I never slowed down. I was, it was, a uh, I was uh, it was on Pine Street in Greensboro, North Carolina, where this happened. I crossed the railroad tracks and crossed over uh, East Market Street, and there was my grandmother uh, up, up the, scampered up the steps right into her welcoming arms. And you know they were going like my aunt Kathy came out and they're going like, "Where have you been?" Et cetera, et cetera. And of course, you know they called the police and the police came out and took a report, but uh, they never found these these two um, uh, people that abducted me. But I know the voice saved me right there, and I knew from that moment forward that um, I was here for a reason, and uh, I'm so thankful to God. Uh, for for saving me that day, did that teenage boy was he driving a car? How did he abduct you? So I was crossing the railroad tracks, and he was actually walking down the railroad tracks. And I don't know if um, and, you know, we used to do this as well, where we would uh, you know, you would walk on railroad tracks and as a way to get around town because yeah. uh, the the cut that the tracks tend to cut through areas where streets don't necessarily go. And you can get from one end of town pretty quickly to the other on the railroad tracks. So this this kid was just walking on the railroad tracks. And as I was m- making my way crossing the tracks, he spotted me and shouted. And I heard this voice over my shoulder, his voice. And it said, hey, kid, wait up. Slow down. Hey, hold on. You know, 
And I mean, again, I was six years old and I just, I was just obedient to someone calling me and telling me to stop, which, um, in retrospect, I have to wonder like, why did I even stop in the first place? Um, but I was not, I had no suspicion in my body. I was not, uh, it wasn't even, it didn't even occur to me as a little child that this, that there was anything wrong until he wouldn't let me go because, um, it was before, before he took me to the shack, uh, we stayed on the street side there, um, on Pine street, right, right before you get to East market. And, uh, he would grab my arms and hold me. And, um, there would be cars would pass by. And I remember, uh, one car actually slowed down and was kind of like checking out, like what the heck's going on out there. So what this kid did was he's hands and dancing me around and twirling me around and acted like we were playing. Um, like maybe he was my big brother or something. Mm. And then when the, when the person would pass, would, would, would drive on, then he would go back to whatever. And if I, and I tried to run away and he would grab me, you know? And so I couldn't escape his grasp. And, um, and he took me on down the railroad tracks uh, to the shack and, you know, he would shove me in the, my back and knock me down if I, if I, you know, uh, so there was no, I was captured. There was nothing, there was no escaping this. What do you think the reason for the abduction was? And I'm sure you didn't find out luckily, thank God. But what do you think there was, They, they they wanted you in the shack. I mean, I don't know. Um, I I I definitely didn't understand it back then. Um, I think um, they were probably going to rape and murder me. Quite mm. honestly, yeah, right. Did you ever take the law enforcement because, over because there to the to the shack? Me. No, no. My uh, my family uh, didn't didn't um, they. No, they, I mean, I was just a little kid and the officers weren't really interested in talking to me. I mean, I did come out and I was like kind of by my grandmother and my, and my aunt, uh, when the police were there and they were basically like, Hey, are you okay? That kind of thing or whatever. But, you know, I was just a little kid and they, 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 they were not about to put me through that. And, uh, um, I'm not sure if my parents, uh, well, my mother was working at the, at the time, but I'm not sure that my the caregivers, my grandmother or my aunt would have even let them do that. Uh, and I don't recall them ever asking or offering to, for me to go point it out, but my aunt certainly did tell them where it was and everything. And, uh, apparently they never, they never found these individuals. I hope that they uh, are no longer on this plane because when, when something like this happens to a child, I mean, you it's, were it's you evil. were a lucky one. You were a lucky one, but that that is not the same luck that some other children go through. So you you're right, and this was probably a miracle. So what what have after so many years of this event happening? What do you think happened? Have you gotten any answers to those questions you've had for decades? Well, you know, um, I think that we're all here for a reason, and I certainly don't think I'm any more special than any of the other people in God's creation. Uh, but I do think that, um, that we have intuition and we have a connection to the divine. And I believe that God is speaking to us. And I do think that we have guardian angels that, that talk to us. The thing is, is that, um, I believe people always get the warnings. I don't think that it's kind of, it's like, um, guardian angels just, uh, are on break whenever people get abducted and, and terrible things happening i think sometimes just people are, are distracted and and they're not really paying attention so uh, the more in touch with the uh the spiritual that you can be um the more you can devote yourself to to god to prayer to quiet time the more i believe that you will you will hear this voice uh speaking to you too and, and um you know in the bible it talks about the voice of god being a still small voice and in this case um 
it, it was a very loud and clear shout, and I'm very glad for that. But I don't think um, nefarious things happen without uh, without some warning. But at the end of the day, um, it's the choices of evil people that sometimes causes others to suffer. It's really not it's not God um, that's causing the suffering. It's it's uh, the bad choices that people make, and um, and so that if there's anything that I can uh, share share with the world. It would be to, you know, connect to connect to God, connect to your higher self, to connect to your angels, and um, and and you will find uh, you will find that safety, you will find that salvation, and you know by staying out of trouble, usually trouble will avoid you. But in that case, hey, you know, um, I was I was out. I mean, maybe a child shouldn't be uh, in an unsupervised situation like that. And and these days, we we definitely would not never let our children be walking, you know, two miles every night uh, or coming home from school. <laughs> I, you know, I'm listening to you. When did this happen? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, what, what, uh, in what year were you born? I was born in 1969. Okay, that's what I thought. I was, I was born in 1967. I thought this probably was two years after. So 1976. Would you say that's when this event happened? 75, 76. Yes, sir. It would have, it would have been in that in that time frame. And actually, I did a little research, um, and there were some. Um, there were some some child abduction strings uh, that were going on in the in the mid to late '60s uh, that I that I'm that I was able to see, and um, you know these kind of things have 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 continued to propagate on. But there were some some pretty serious things going on um, as far as you know knowing for sure who these the, the suspects in this case were. But they maybe they were wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, maybe they're listening right now, and um, I, I certainly. Um, just uh, just pray that um, you know they, they would ask for forgiveness uh, mental, mental issues that they have and uh, again it all comes down to evil and uh, evil is a real and present force in the world it's not more powerful than God by by any means and at this advent time and, and Christmas Eve you know um, just the, the looking at the positive I mean we've got we've got signs in the heavens we've got conjunctions happening that haven't ha- happened for hundreds of years. So uh, as much as evil is real, the power of God is even more real. And as you as you pontificate on the um, the meaning of the star of Bethlehem and what was it? Was it you know was it planets aligning? Was it a comet? You know it was probably a conjunction. But basically, it's still the power of God speaking to man and his and his power. If you just reach for Him, um, uh, I think everything else is going to fall into place. Just keep your eyes on on Him. Uh, Christ said, "Abide in me, and I will abide in you." And I and He always has with me. I think that's exactly what's happening. It's the conjunction of uh, the planets there that uh, create this illusion of a very, you know, the star of Bethlehem. I mean, what the wise men said and supposedly what directed them to to, to Jesus. But, you know, I'm thinking of, of that time when you were abducted. I mean, I remember in the 70s, the freedoms that we had or today. I mean, what we thought was freedom, our parents allowing us to just be out and come back home to dinner when the lights come up uh, on the street lights come out right some people saw right. that today they would think this is child abuse but this is the way that we grew up yes no seat belts i mean some of the things that we did back in the day and yeah. we're still alive today and i don't know if this is making a lot of the youth today weak um you know i respect what they do today they're 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 so advanced when it comes well, to computers you know, there's definitely uh something that go ahead yes sir mel that's a, that's a very good point i mean there's something to be said for uh, uh, spending time on the on, on the playground and uh, getting a few bumps and bruises. And, uh, you know, we didn't have bike helmets. 
Uh, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, I mean, you know, if you made an appointment, uh, it was based on a phone call and on a landline and you better find a phone booth. Um, if anything goes amiss and, uh, yeah, so. Thank you for listening to unlock the full two hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more subscribe to Veritas plus now gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com because you don't want to believe you want to know subscribe now to listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material proceed to the veritas plus member section or join the veritas plus family by subscribing click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com don't forget to visit the veritas store for focused life force energy get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required and if you want to get in touch with mel want to be a guest on this radio program have a guest suggestion or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.